Why do you want to learn a new language? Where would you use it and how would it come in handy? This is what I'm asking myself every single day. Even if I'm not planning on going on a trip where I need to use a new language, I'm just like, my brain needs to stay alive. My brain needs to stay active. And there's only so many crossword puzzles I can do in one week. And that's why exactly. I just feel like putting my mind to the test would just be using Rosetta Stone to improve my language skills. And I'm always like idealizing Oh, I want to learn Francais. So when I go to Francais, I can speak French <laughs> with the person in You go to Quebec. <laughs> but really, I'm speaking I'm speaking on a like dream level, which is also great. Use Rosetta Stone to learn the language of a place you're dreaming of visiting. But also practically, it makes more sense for me to learn Spanish. And if I'm gonna learn Spanish, I'm gonna do it on Rosetta Stone. That's amazing. They've been the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users, and they have 25 languages offered. You have fast language acquisition because they immerse you in the language. There aren't English translations, so you really learn to speak. You listen. You think in the language of Rosetta Stone, and it has an intuitive process, so you pick up the language naturally. First words, then phrases, then sentences, which means it's designed for long-term retention. And the app has a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation, like <laughs> having a personal trainer for your accent. It's very helpful, okay? That was good. That was good. Thank it's, you. It's convenient. There's an amazing value. You can get a lifetime membership and just have every single language, all 25 languages you can have for your lifetime, and you can just work through them as long as you're alive. That's kind of an iconic mm -hmm. goal to have. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Who Weekly listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash who. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash who today. You will drive Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And we're going on tour. We're going on tour. Finally. Fingers crossed these all work out. Let's just assume they're going to. We're going to Brooklyn. We're going to Seattle. We're going to California. We're going to Georgia. We're going to Michigan. We're going to more. You can go to the website and find out. Our Squarespace, whoweekly.us. But we're really excited because not only do we have a exclusive pre-sale code for our Patreons, which is live now. If you're a patron, you already know. We told you. You've probably already bought tickets. I mean, I hope you have. We also have an exclusive pre-sale code for our listeners. We have exclusive pre-sale code for our listeners. It is WWLIVE. When you go to the website, it's going to say tickets aren't on sale yet, but you can type in a code and the code is WWLIVE. WWLIVE. And you get that first. If you're hearing this now, you can go now and buy a ticket. If you're hearing this No, currently, not until Wednesday. Not until what Wednesday. What do you mean? The code doesn't start working until Wednesday. Oh. <laughs> but buy a Wednesday. It opens to the public on Friday. Okay. We can't wait if to tour. If you're hearing this now, set your alarm for tomorrow at 10 a.m. EST and yeah. go buy a ticket. You can get a head start on the general sale, which will be Friday. So tomorrow, Wednesday. Tomorrow, Wednesday at 10 a.m. WW Live. Yep. That's the code. Yep. That's the code. Um, this is all in the fall. It doesn't, have, it doesn't really start until like the end of October. So, you know, hope to see you then. Let's move on to the actual breaking news, which is that Phoebe Dynava, Phoebe Dynava and Pete Davidson have broken up, according to The Sun. This is not sad, I don't think. It's not that it's surprising. Sad. You think it's sad? Yeah, I'm sad. They look cute together. I'm not together. sad for either of them. They look cute they together. They look cute together. I'm sad. What it mainly is, is funny, because the source that revealed this information to The Sun gave one of the longest quotes that I think I've ever seen about a breakup. I mean, 
right? This is the long. This is maybe the longest quote that I've ever seen about someone. I just feel like anonymously. I have a disease where every time Pete Davidson dates someone, I think it's going to last forever, even though like it feels like evidence is to the contrary. I just think mm-hmm. when I saw them dating, I was like, "This is going to be. This is going to last. This is it. This is the. This is the one." You know. But unfortunately, as the son puts it, their bridge are done. You were <laughs> That's funny. You were expecting it to last a Sounds lifetime, kind but their bridge are done. Like bridge are done, you know, like I don't know if I like <laughs> it actually. Like it's a little like I know they're they're not they're working off Bridgerton, but like mm-hmm. it's almost like get her done and I just find it distasteful. So maybe I've changed I don't like it. You've changed your mind? Bridge are done. Okay. Well, let me quote the source because the the yeah, source will answer all your questions. It's going to take thirty five minutes. For it'll you take to you thirty. It'll take you thirty five minutes. This is not a source. This is men are from Mars, women are from Venus, like volume twelve. <laughs> they really do. They explain the concept of long distance relationships. Listen to this. This is all one person, one source, as quoted in the Sun. A source said, "Quote deep inhale." Pete and Phoebe's romance was a real whirlwind, and from the start, they were both totally committed. But as time has passed, it's become increasingly obvious it is going to be difficult to make this work. Phoebe has had back-to-back filming dates with Bridgerton in the UK. Meanwhile, Pete has been back in the US filming Saturday Night Live. Alongside that, he has just started working on a new film, Meet Cute, with Kaylee Cuoco. Pete and Phoebe were last together in the UK in July, but he has since flown back to the United States. He's not seen her. Obviously, all the travel restrictions because of the pandemic pandemic have not helped. People can't just jump on planes and jet around the world when they want to. Uh, have you ever looked at the Daily Mail? It has made everything more difficult. It was pretty telling when Phoebe headed to Croatia with her mates this week rather than going to see Pete in America. What is this it was source? Wild. <laughs> it was wild while it lasted, and they both really care for each other. But the distance has put a strain on them. Their mates think that they make a great couple, but the distance has made it completely unworkable. They had fun and will remain close, but unless something drastic changes, their relationship will won't recover. Wait, I'm sorry. What source <laughs> says it was wild while it lasted? Who's saying that? I mean, it's it sounds it was like wild while it lasted. What does I that even mean? Say, oh, this must be someone from Phoebe's camp. But this sounds like someone from the like somewhat like a backwoods camp, like a camp where people haven't seen other people in humanity in like this 20 years. I, I don't know what camp this is explain from. Explain what a long distance relationship, how, why, why it wouldn't work in general using the excuses of pandemic and just, yeah, that's it. Pandemic and pandemic distance. work distance. That's and it. And then contradict it by saying they had fun and will remain close. But unless something drastic... I mean, the whole point of this is proximity. They don't remain close at all. They're very far apart. Well, they mean close emotionally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, are you still sad after reading this thing? Are you still kind like, of, honestly, sad? kind of, because this paragraph, this like essay you just read, makes it seem like they really like were meant to be, but they just can't make the distance work. And they were unwilling to because they both have big careers ahead of them. It almost reads like someone who is studying to be a publicist like practicing you know, what is it practicing right if you it had to like give this practicing. person notes what would the notes be like how would you change uh, this you need to be more succinct don't uh-huh. explain things twice uh-huh. and please do not name drop the stars of uh, Pete Davidson's new film, Mean Cute, because seeing the word Kaylee Cuoco, seeing the words Kaylee Cuoco in a statement are distracting. How would you like, edit this down? Like, I would be, I would say, 
you know, Pete and Phoebe's romance was a real whirlwind, but it's uh, but it's become increasingly obvious it's going to be difficult to make this work. Pete's filming a new movie while Phoebe's working on Bridgerton. Blah, I'm cutting all there of this out. I'm details. cutting all this out. I'm cutting all this out. And then I would say, it would. I would say they both really care for each other, but the distance has put a strain on them. Period. That's I it. think. I think That's their it. mates think they make a great couple, but the distance has made it completely unworkable is a nice place to end because okay. then you sort of, it's like you're validating by mentioning the friends. You know what and I'm saying? And it makes them seem like normal. So, okay, so you, I yes. would just like grab a little bit from the front. I would mention the movie because we got to get a little press in for the movie. I wouldn't mention but the Kayla Cuoco. Don't say Kayla Cuoco. I wouldn't really mention the name. I might mention the name just because like want to mention the name. Who needs, no one needs to mention Bridgerton or Saturday Night Live. Then I would say... They're in a, they're distant. They're far from each other, but they really, you know, they wanted to make it work, but couldn't. The end. Like that's it. Right. It needs to be like three sentences tops. Because you want to ignore, you want to avoid like any sort of nasty rumors about like, did he cheat? Did she cheat? Was it something weird? Like, was it right. something dark? It's like no. The reason is distance, and they are busy. That's it. That's it. Too many details. Too many details. Bridger done. Also, Bridger done is enough. The statement could have been one word. Bridger done. So this headline dropped while we were recording Who's There last week, but it's still funny. We're moving it to the top of this list because what's funnier than this headline? Lucy Hale removing matching tattoos she got with her sister, colon, quote, I'm sorry. I think like the page six has the same feelings about Lucy Hale as we do. I'm I just, this feels very Which are? Something. Can you explain those feelings? What are our feelings about Lucy Hale? Uh, like undecided, like, <laughs> I don't know. Just like. I don't know. They cover her a lot, but this is kind of a this is kind of a little bit of a a tease, right? Mm-hmm. A little tease, because mm-hmm. she wrote on Instagram, uh, she wished her sister happy birthday, and she added in a fun anecdote, which is that she made her get tattoos with her, but she's getting one of them lasered off, which is f- funny for her to make that joke in a headline. It's kind of just bullying, <laughs> you know. It's kind well, of the headline mean. makes it seem <laughs> the headline makes it seem like she's they have this fraught relationship and that she's scorned her sister in some way. But the actual Instagram is really funny. No, I know. So it's like they took, I mean, to Lucy Hale's credit, nothing has ever been fuller out of context in terms of tone than this God. like joke that Lucy Hale tried to make. I mean, you know what? Why do you think celebrities hate the media? It's like for shit like this. It's not even shit that's like that crazy. It's like, oh, I just wanted to make a joke on my Instagram and page six is like making me look like some sort of crazy person. She has, it, it says that she has this tattoo, blah, blah, blah. Page six says, fortunately, the two will share another set of matching tattoos. Quote, this one will stay, Hale said of her I love you wrist tattoo, which matches her sister's and was written in their grandmother's handwriting. So basically she got an, they got two different tattoos for the grandmother and one of them, Lucy's getting lasered off. Which is a little sun that's on her back. It's actually speaking smaller. Of, speaking of Pete Davidson, she should ask him for advice. Maybe they'll date. <laughs> if Lucy Hill and Pete Davidson got together, I would be like, this is it. These two are destined. Like, bridge or done. This is the marriage. Like, get married. Like, this is the couple. Fortunately. I know bridge or done doesn't Pete work Davidson's, when, when Lucy Hill's involved. Yeah. Pete Davidson's number three criteria for dating a woman. What? Number one has to be cute. Cutie. Cutie yeah. TV. Uh, cutie. Sorry, cutie. Someone tattoos. Over. Tattoo she has two. Number two. No, not even tattoos. Number two has to be promoting something. Sure. Right. Okay? Well. And what is Lucy Hale always doing? Promoting something. Because she always has a new pilot. So those are the two things. 
Uh, a cutie young Hollywood up and coming person. Lucy Hale's been up and coming for 10 years. She's got two tattoos. She can understand what he's, he's going through in getting all of his removed. They can get their tattoos removed together and it can be paid for by Smart Water. Mm-hmm. I think that Lucy Hale is a perfect match for people. Always Davidson. be promoting APB. APP. ABP. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Mm-hmm. ABP. Always be promoting. I hate this thing you wrote in the doc. Good reminder. <laughs> and then you paste it in. Hale and her pretty little liars castmates also got matching tattoos on their sh- fingers in 2016 upon wrapping the show's final season. Remember they all yeah. got like the letter of their character on I their mean, sh- fingers? I have to say like that's not even the most cringe thing to get on your sh- finger. The most cringe thing is the mustaches that like mustache. so many people have on their sh- finger. Also, why are we calling her the sh- finger? It's a pointer finger. <laughs> it's a pointer finger. But if it's Pretty Little Liars, it's the sh finger because the Pretty Little Liars and all the promo art hold up their sh finger and go sh. What if I was like, oh, I got a tattoo on my sh finger? Like, just it was. Just I would ask what it said. Tattoo. No one says sh finger. It's a I would say, pointer Lindsay, finger. if you said, Bobby, I got a tattoo on my sh finger, I would say, wow, Lucy Hale's impact. Yeah, right. Look who's dating Pete Davidson oh, next. Oh, my God. Got a secret, can you keep it? Swear this one you save. Better lock it in your pocket, taking this one to the grave. Okay, let's move on to another new romance that has blossomed so fast, and I wonder why. We've talked for 10 minutes this morning, and it's all just, it's all been a ruse. It's all been a scam. Nothing we've talked about has mattered until now. Sandra Lee has a new boyfriend. Not the pimple popper. Semi-homemade Sandra Lee. People are always like, which Sandra Sandra Lee? And I'm like, I'm pretty, I'm going to guarantee you that it's never going to be Dr. Sandra Lee. It's only been Dr. Sandra Lee when people have called, because we definitely played calls about which one's more famous, because Dr. Sandra Lee is definitely more famous at this point in her career. But I'm just saying, so that's what I'm saying. Like, we will never... Ever, like for for the record, it will always be this Sandy Lee. I mean, what if Doctor Pimple Popper starts dating Andrew Cuomo? <laughs> you know, what if they go? What if they go in reverse? I would just realize that it's like Sandra Lee, Sandra D. Is that on purpose? Did she do that on purpose from Greece? Look at me, I'm Sandra D. I'm pretty sure Sandra Lee was born well before. <laughs> Grease came out. She's 50. It's true. She is 55. And the reason I know that is because in writing about this, Hollywood Life made sure to tell you that she's 55 because her new boyfriend, uh, Ben Youssef, is 42. Age gap. It's an age gap where everyone's over 40. And I feel like that. Oh, I don't have a problem with it. I'm once just everyone's. Right. No, but I feel like once everyone's over 40. It doesn't matter. The sort of like age gap gasp goes yeah. away in the yeah. press and this is not old enough for him to be like called boy toy which we'll get to later because we have a story mm-hmm. about a boy toy or toy boy as they say in the uk i think he would have to be in the to- in his 20s to be a toy right. boy so right so you have like, to be in your 20s a kind of 10-ish year difference is an- enough to notice but en- not enough to really speak on you know <laughs> right no one's speaking on this yeah the the news is more like the peg the gasp of it all is all because of andrew cuomo having to resign in disgrace from his he job as governor her of New York. Engagement to his fucking impeachment. Alleged. What do you call it? Uh, impeachment? No, it's he different. resigned. Resignation. Resignation. It's it's also very unclear when they met to begin with. So who knows? They say that it's they they met in March, 
But when did the actual romance start? Because we didn't see start seeing photos of them together until Andrew Cuomo was knee deep You're in disgrace. You're implying here that this was very deliberate because it would it literally makes no sense that this engagement would happen on this timeline if not for Cuomo. That's what I'm implying. But yeah, okay. also, neither of these people, Ben and Sandra Lee, we'll get to Ben in a second, have confirmed the engagement. The engagement was Multiple basically news delivered by the same source from the Sun. Confirmed <laughs> you know? that they were in Paris, the place people go to get engaged, and she's wearing a huge diamond ring on her ring finger. So mm-hmm. people are saying, but also part of me is like, these two are clearly making a point to do this. Why wouldn't they just drop the photos or like say that they're engaged? Like what's the point of holding back that aspect of it and have people guess, mm-hmm. you know? So many photos of them. They are looking for the pops. They are calling the pops. They are performing for the cameras. There's even a photo of them in church together. Like <laughs> while they were touring through Paris, they went yeah. into some church Go that is churches. empty, by the way. And they sat down in one of the pews and the photographers followed them in and took a photo, which is like, I feel like that's not the greatest look, but it also seems like I bet they love that the photographers followed them into church. You they know? became they friends attention. when they met at a Santa Monica restaurant in March. Okay. Mm-hmm. Guys, we haven't even gotten to the best part about this. Ben Youssef is an asp- Well, he's an actor. He's a working TV actor, but he's a character actor. He's like an extra. He's a glorified extra. He's been in one million TV shows as like that guy, you know? Yeah. And he's hot and he's younger and he's just like the most, just the thirstiest type of actor guy. Like with yeah. one of those bios where it's like he was discovered by Steven Spielberg on the set of M- Munich. We're just like, you have to inflate every part of your career to sort of stand a chance in Hollywood. So I watched his reel on his website. I assume it's like up there for me to watch, right? Like I'm no yeah. casting director, but I'm watching it. On his website, which is his name, benyusuf.com, he has this very, like I said, like flowery bio. It's like, my objective as an actor is to bring a new understanding of the Middle Eastern culture to the rest of the world. My life integrates the Islamic spirit with modern energy. I still retain an almost naive way of seeing the world that comes from a truthful place of a kid that was me. I gotta say, I still retain an almost naive way of seeing the world that comes from a truthful place as a, of a kid that was me. Sounds like something that could be on Sandra Lee's bio as well. But the thing that I remember that that shocked me the most that he was in was he's in an ad for Pepsi with Christina Aguilera that is, you know how like the Pepsi ad, the, the Britney Spears Pepsi ad is iconic, like you would call it iconic? Yeah. I would call this the opposite of iconic. So it is the opposite of iconic. Yeah. How do I describe this ad? It's like people from all over the world are watching Christina Aguilera live on their cell phones and then they somehow summon her and she appears to sing for them, but in their local garb. But it's weird and because Ben Yusef is one of them. Well, the the thing here, which is a little bit like, okay, she's wearing a like genie in the bottle kind of Aladdin type outfit, which yikes. And he is like in a tent with her, 
like taking her mm-hmm. photo as he drinks a Pepsi, taking her and photo you're with like, his phone, yes. oh, this guy's been like essentially typecast for like years and years and years and years as he's been working, right? Yeah, I mean, he published this this commercial. You know, this is no. his. YouTube oh, I'm account. not saying he's ashamed <laughs> of it. I'm just saying like you're seeing like the beginning of a career that really is him having to lean into it because he does speak Arabic and it is useful for a lot of people to have an actor who does so. So who has ever heard this song? I've never heard this song before. I never knew it was associated with a Pepsi. Ad, like actually the song is off Christina's back to basics album so it's not a random Pepsi song it's uh, off her album back to basics it looks like he's kind of he was in an episode of Hawaii 50 kind of recently and he's still sort of doing little parts on TV shows but something that he refers himself as refers to himself as a lot is like the founder of a nonprofit and so it seems like he's kind of pivoting towards his quote nonprofit interfaith leader career more so than his actor career number one i think it just sounds better you know it makes him sound more interesting it makes him sound like the stand-up guy especially compared to mario cuomo like this despicable disgraceful guy he seems like you said that that video seemed like the opposite of britney spears's iconic pepsi video he seems like the opposite of andrew cuomo which is what a close friend of the chef Maybe. previously told people. Maybe. You're people. doing a little stretching here, but sure. Okay, fine. I'm doing a little PR on Ben's part, but I, I think, think you're Sandra stretching deserves this. it. Here's the quote. I think she needed someone completely different from Andrew. Yeah, clearly. Like, I think he you said this earlier. different than Andrew. Most men are completely different yeah. from Andrew. <laughs> also, that's true. And like, you can tell the power dynamic has severely shifted. You know, like mm-hmm. she's the daddy in this relationship, which is, she's I'm sure, extremely good. Yeah. She's the right, them, and exactly. she found her hunky who. Right. She shifted to the, the them who dynamic, which is always key for a for a rebound. Quate, future Lindsay here on the good mic. I just want to say, as I was browsing around YouTube, I learned that Christina Aguilera did also a Coke ad. How did Christina Aguilera get away with doing both a Pepsi campaign and a Coke campaign? Honestly, respect. Now, you know, there's people out there who are going to say, well, because Britney Spears did the Pepsi commercial, that's why Coke is having Christina do this. There's always that comparison thing, which is really old by now. I'm just bored with the topic now. It's just something that comes with the territory, and she's doing her thing, I'm doing mine. It's two very different commercials. We were on the set of the commercial, which was shot on the Warner Brothers lot in Hollywood. There's a little bit of singing and dancing, but mostly it's a sketch in which Christina meets a, well, excited fan. Hey, you having a good time? They haven't kind of seen the acting side of me, so I thought it'd be fun to make this commercial more of an acting bit and kind of a funny sketch rather than um, a whole performance bit. Oh, and by the way, just in case you're wondering... What's your favorite soft drink? It's Coke, for real. Diet Coke, real Coke? Real Coke. Regular. Me too. (laughs) Yeah. Although it doesn't show on you. (laughs) Linda Evangelista is fine with Salma Hayek. I like the way this was covered. It's just like... This is a... I want to be clear. That's a headline Bobby wrote. Not like... That's not the headline that was in right. this. Right. The headline isn't far off. The headline is, no drama here. <laughs> Linda Evangelista leaves heart emojis under snap of Salma Hayek posing with the son she served with ex-Francois-Henri Pinot years after bitter custody battle. So it's like, there's a lot of, you need to have a lot of context to understand this photo, as well as like why we should even care. But it's also Mm -hmm. applying a lot of drama that I don't even think ever existed. The drama was always between Linda and her ex-husband, not Linda and Salma Hayek and the son. So it's like, of course she's saying heart to a photo of her son. 
Basically, what happened is Salma Hayek, who is Linda Evangelista's son's new stepmommy because she married the billionaire Linda Evangelista was married to, posted a photo with her stepson, Linda Evangelista's son, and Linda Evangelista commented, heart, heart, and the Daily Mail exploded. Linda Evangelista's son really looks like Linda Evangelista. He really looks like a model. He looks like a big. He, he, look like he a looks model. like a supermodel. You don't know the reference. Model jeans are strong. You don't know the reference that I'm making to a RuPaul's Drag Race moment, but that's okay. I'll put the clip in and we'll just move on. You're perfect. Some you're beautiful. Them. You look like Linda Evangelista. You're a model. Oh, Lindsay, did you see this really funny? Um, I just love the way Candace Cameron Bure is sort of covered in the press, where it's like they try to put her on the level of like actual A-listers, but it just doesn't work. And I saw this headline that was like. Um, God, where is it? Candace Cameron Bure's daughter looks just like her in 23rd birthday post. And I was like, they're clearly trying to position these two as like Reese and Ava, you know, or something like Goopy and Moses or Apple. But it's like, this woman just looks like a woman. Like she barely even looks like her mom. And it's like, this is so... I love the way Candace always gets like the chaste sort of basic slant the basic version of like, like she's trying to play like don't me and my daughter look alike and it's like you mm-hmm. do you kind of look like you... normal look alike parent situation yeah. when like versus oh you know this oh Reese Witherspoon's daughter Ava really looks like Reese Witherspoon it really is kind of like insane how much she looks like her versus yeah. you like you kind of look you look like your daughter you but like look, it's yeah you look like your daughter but I wouldn't you know I it's no like Kaya Gerber Cindy Crawford type shit you know it's we're no not, Linda Evangelista and son there's something very like this is a this is a probably an insane comparison but it's like if A-list TikTok is like cool comedian front-facing video TikTok then like Candace Cameron Bure is like cleaning the cleaning TikTok. Like she shows up and she's like, I'm cleaning TikTok. And it's like, you're still popular, but you're just not quite as cool. Right. Does that make sense? Yes. Wow. I can't believe that actually makes sense. You know what time it is. It's Friday. Let's mop. First, vacuum the whole house, snap in a new mop head. We're trying something different today. We're going in with two teaspoons powder tied with bleach and one eighth cup of fabric softener. Now, I was a little nervous to try this because I didn't know if it would leave my floor sticky, streaky, or slippery. So I wanted to take you through the whole process and we'll find out together how it ends up. Okay, moving on. Southern Charm, I can't stand it. I've never seen this show. It always pops up in the headlines and I try to ignore it because something about this show Truly, just seems very toxic and terrible. It does seem dark. It does seem dark, but it has given us a lot this year. But it's given us a lot this year because it gave us the A-Rod thing. Like, I don't even know who these oh, people that's are, true. but I know that the girl from Southern Charm, like, essentially broke up J-Lo and A-Rod, which, like, God bless. It gave us Benefer, kind of. Kind of. Kind of, kind of. We have of. heard a thing, whatever her name that, yeah. was. And then it gave us, like, that weird two of the Southern Charm guys and Kristen Cavallari are, like, friends, and they're having, like, a weird threesome tryst. I'm making that up. And then up. she was like, quit saying I'm having a threesome <laughs> tryst with these people. Can you name the Jennifer Lopez A-Rod um, Mackenzie. split woman? Mackenzie. No, you're so it. close. McKen- you're not McKenzer. right. Mackenzie. McCandy. 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 No. It's a street. McAllister. What? No, it's a street you've heard of. A famous avenue. Do I live on it? <laughs> Don Draper. What? Madison. Madison. Madison LaCroix. 
Oh, and Madison LaCroix. <laughs> Madison LaCroix. Hey, Us Weekly. This is Madison LaCroix from Southern Charm, and I'm about to give you my beauty sleep routine. When you said that J-Lo and A-Rod broke up because of her, I thought, I was like, oh, did they ever actually say, but like, that really was, that was the party line in a lot of places, including page, page six. Jennifer Lopez and A-Rod broke up because of Madison LaCroix. Like, that's what the uh, the official word was in a lot of these places. Um, no, so yeah, I, I mean charm. she's the she is the she's like the bowling ball, the wrecking ball that started all of where we got to benefit from. Like she really is to thank. We should be praising her. That knocked the J Lo pin like over a few bowling aisles into you. the Ben Affleck one. Yeah, sure. That's kind of how that's how bowling works. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Southern Charms' Naomi Olindo opens up about life after a Matul Shah breakup. Quote, I have no idea what I'm doing. So this That's is another the headline woman. that got me here. <laughs> Naomi Olindo is another Southern Charm woman. Another Southern Charm woman who has nothing to do with Madison LaCroix. Okay. But they all, no offense, all these Southern Charm women look identical. Like they look like the. No, I know. I know. And the, I know if we watch the show, we would meme. know so much more. But it's like, I kind of choose not to. I feel like yes. it's chaos. And also it feels like one of those shows that like, why is this show on? You know? Okay, so this headline is the one that sort of put me on this journey. And what happened was a few seasons ago, Naomi started dating this guy, Matul Shah, in Charleston, which is where the show was centered, I guess. Sure. And he was a resident. Like, he's a doctor. He is not a reality star. He is not one of the main Southern Charm cast members. He was, I guess, for all intents and purposes, a normie, right? He's dating a, norm- a doctor. A hot doctor normie, but a normie nonetheless, okay? I'm in an adult relationship. Like, adult relationships, you care about other people's feelings and you respect their feelings. I'm the girlfriend of the year, and I respect your opinions. No, honey, that's that's normal girlfriend. Congratulations. Thank you. Welcome to an adult relationship. It's crazy over here. Glad to be here. So she starts dating this guy. I guess he's on the show a little bit. But in interviews that I've watched, she's like, he's so normal. He doesn't even watch reality television. He's very private. He doesn't even like going out, which explains why he, like, remains kind of normal and isn't, like, someone you get a lot of, like, uh, uh, information about online, like, on the ho- on Hollywood life. Like, Hollywood life's five things to know about him are so boring. He moved to Charleston for his residency. He's now living in New York City. Okay. So they announced these grand plans to move to New York City together from Charleston earlier this summer, okay? And it's like, she does a whole, I'm leaving Charleston goodbye tour. They're very excited. They're going to live together. She's hyping it up. She's like, I got to go meet some people. Like, help me. I want to start a small discussion group for me in New York for girls struggling to meet friends. I'm thankful to have some friends here already, but I cannot imagine moving to a city and knowing no one. Making friends as adults is hard, blah, blah, blah. She's very excited about this move, very nervous, whatever. Then they break up, okay? They break up and you get headlines like this. Naomi Olindo admits her life is in shambles after Matul Shah split, okay? But then you look at the actual quote. So this is, again, a situation Wait, like we were talking about this earlier. This is so bad. Not y'all almost crashing the shop bu- shop LA by, shop lab by. What's shop la Shop la Shop la It's like her shopping Instagram. So it's her shopping. It's like her money-making project. Not yes. y'all almost crashing the shop la site because my life is in shambles. 
Bagels. It's LeBay. It's it's Shop LeBay, but it, it's spelled L-A-B-E. I love you. I don't care. I love you people so much. Thank you for supporting me. Like people heard she broke up with her boyfriend. They were like, we got to support our favorite star and like bought from her site. I guess. But just like the headline saying admits her life is in shambles whenever the actual quote, the actual quote is the equivalent of like the crying laughing emoji. Not y'all like starting with the not all joke. Not this. Not that. Not y'all almost crashing the shot. Tattoo shit all over it's again. It's the Lucy Hale tattoo shit. Because yeah. my life is in shambles. I love you people so much. She seems to be doing fine. But the thing about this woman, she gets so much press. She went on a podcast called Sarah Frick's Are You For Real podcast, which I've never heard of. That was a new one for me. I gotta say, these like mid-tier podcasts, I would count us in one of these, but we don't have guests. Like mid-tier. like Mid-tier, sure. Yeah, we're, mid-tier. I guess. Mid-tier. I'm just saying as a as a outlet for this type of celebrity to go on and be like I'm a real relatable person is so lucrative to them because then like they can just jump off from there in terms of like yeah. sharing all of their information. I would argue that this is what Naomi wants. She wants to be on, she wants to get the press of the podcast and then the press of like what she says in the podcast right. getting in us weekly getting aggregated. Right. Because I mean, how many emails do we get from publicists a day? who don't listen to our podcast, who assume we have guests. Because it's like every every email that starts with like, thought you would be thrilled to have the opportunity to interview like Southern Charm star this person. Or if a movie's coming out, it's always the thing where it's like... But also like, you just made a good point. Like, do you think that a publicist is sending this quote from yes. the podcast to page six? Where they don't even have well, to do maybe, the work. I don't know that that's the case, but I do think that... Like when I see that Naomi Olindo is on Sarah Frick's Are You For Real podcast, what that screams to me is that Naomi Olindo pays a publicist to email every podcast in existence. Right, because you don't have you know? faith that any that somebody out there is listening to Sarah Frick's Are You For Real podcast, which I think people are. I, I don't even think that people aren't listening. I think people are listening. I'm just wondering how the information gets from here to there, you know? Because to uh, yeah. me, it feels like as somebody who has a podcast, there are endless podcasts for that people are going on and saying stuff that is worthy of pickup so how do we you know get it to to our to our magazines i mean it's probably it's probably a combination of press and just these writers have to listen. I really do think that no, that I is know. part of the job now. I know. Well, it's got to be. It's got to be. You got to listen to the dregs, you know? I'm just saying, like, it's probably even, it's probably the same amount of work and lucrative opportunity or like opportunity to listen to these podcasts right when they drop and have, and also have um, like sources. That's probably on the same yeah. level at this point because it's like, you could work time you could spend time working up your sources or you could just be the first to listen to every single fucking podcast that these people go on at this point one of the reasons that this woman this woman's story her breakup naomi and matul's breakup like struck me was because the more i read about it the savvier she became like I was seeing all these headlines about, and sure, I'm sure if you watch the show, there's like more at first you were like, she's you, a mess. I'm a mess. She's a mess. I'm a mess. Like my life but is in not shambles. At all. <laughs> but then you start I, like, reading all these, and you're like, wait, hold on. And it's just the reminder that reality shows, as I mean, argue the merits of this career path all you want, but to be reminded that it actually is a full time job and requires a lot of work and skill and like perseverance is always kind of worthwhile I guess before you completely dump on it yeah because like you look at this and it says 
Southern Charm alum Naomi Alindo appeared to confirm rumors that Matul Shah cheated on her with a social media post about betrayal following their breakup. Okay, I have seen no proof that this guy cheated on her. I have the, I have seen no evidence of cheating. There's no like other woman anywhere in the goss in the in the press that I can find. Right. Mm-hmm. Obviously, what this reads to me is she knows that that's what the rumor is and i'm sure she loves it it makes her look good knowing right. that the the blame has all been on her so she said this nothing will be worse than losing my dad but this is a close second betrayal is never easy for anyone and i'm just so <gasps> sorry betrayal. to anyone that has stumbled across these terrible messages not betrayal. and it's like betrayal could mean anything betrayal could mean anything okay so like i don't know maybe this guy is a, like a complete dirtbag i'm just laughing because Three weeks ago, she posted on Instagram, here is a reminder that social media can be extremely misleading, curated, and make things appear far different than how they actually are. Heart. And it's like, yeah, I know. You know that firsthand. <laughs> like, yeah, you are doing that. Yeah. and then That's you. Right either before or after that, she posted on the same Instagram feed that can be misleading, curated, and make things appear far different than how they actually are. She wrote, quote, hashtag ad, honesty is the best policy, and I'm all about being open and transparent with you guys, especially when it comes to myself. As you might know, I receive at Botox Cosmetics, Omnibotulism Toxin A, which is, I guess, the medical... <laughs> The scientific term for I'm it. I'm sorry, the scientific and term for is not onabotulism toxin. Onabotulism toxin A. As you know, I received onabotulism toxin A and Juvederm Voluma trademark XC and Volur trademark XC. And I'm so glad I decided to be honest and share my experience. And she goes on and on about why Juvederm and Botox oh work for her. Oh my God. Link in See bio. the link in my bio for more info. So, uh, But just... also, <laughs> social media can be extremely misleading, yeah, curated, and make yeah. things appear far different than how they right. actually are. What, you know? Meanwhile, I love this. This is the last thing. The last thing about this. Every story wrote about how she deleted all of his photos from her Instagram. And then I went to his, Matul's Instagram. He hasn't deleted shit. He has every photo. It seems like every photo he's ever taken with this woman is up there. He's an anesthesiologist. She's she's injecting a botulism in. Maybe they just yeah. they, maybe they just weren't on the same page. Naomi, your new nose has been a topic of discussion in the clubhouse, online, everywhere. Let's take a look at a before and after. There you go. Um, now I love my Helix mattress. I love my Helix pillow. What else is there to say about Helix? I freaking love it. <laughs> What when I sleep to, on other beds, what is there I else get to mad. say is that I come back to my bed and I'm like, this is the bed. This is the bed. And it's honestly spoiled me for other beds. And I don't like traveling sometimes because I'm like, this is not my bed. Where's my bed? I want I've my made bed. It, I've made it's it's my special bed. It's my special mattress because it is a mattress that is made for my body. Mm-hmm. I took the Helix quiz. It told me which Helix mattress to get. And that's the one I got. And that's the one that I love. And that's yes. the one that I will not stop mm-hmm. using because it's the best mattress I've ever slept on. Mm-hmm. The mattress is so good that when we got it, my cat Winston became obsessed with it. And now he's on it all the time. And I'm no like, way. you have to move because no I way. need to sleep on the bed. It's my bed. It's not your bed. Wow. He's obsessed with it. It's wow. irritating, actually. Wow. He likes okay. the Helix Rude. so much. So rude. Everybody is unique, and I mean everybody, two words, because everyone sleeps differently. Their bodies are different. And that's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific seat positions and feel preferences. I'm a side sleeper slash stomach sleeper. Some people are back sleepers. Some people are exclusively side sleepers. There's a Helix mattress for all of you. 
Not only is the Helix the best mattress I've ever slept on, it, the setup was fast and easy. Their mattresses are delivered in a box and straight to your door. You just open it up and it like kind of like blows back up at a, after it comes out of the plastic and you put it on your bed and it's amazing. Plus, Helix mattresses all come with a 10 or 15 year warranty depending on the model. And if you don't want to take our word for it, Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash who. That's helixsleep.com slash who. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Springtime vibes are in the air, and when I bring in some beautiful flowers that are blooming, I want to smell them, not the litter box. And I can, thanks to Pretty Litter. I'm going to correct this ad because I didn't bring any flowers in, but you know what I did cook yesterday? A big pot of beans. It smelled delicious in my apartment. It smelled like all the yummy stuff I was cooking, and it didn't smell like cat poo-poo or cat pee-pee because I used Pretty Litter. You're saying springtime vibes are in the air, and when I cook a big pot of beans, <laughs> I'd rather I want to smell beans. them, yes. not the litter box. I'd rather okay, smell beans great. than flour. I'm trying to personalize I don't think it. Pretty Litter would mind you correcting their intro with your own personal endorsement, which is yes. that you want to smell your beans. Yes. Delicious, fragrant beans with bay leaves and garlic and onion. This is all to say that nothing beats Pretty Litter's ability to instantly trap odor. It's ultra-absorbent, it's lightweight, it's low-dust, and one six-pound bag works for up to a month. So I know that when people come over to my apartment, they're going to be smelling whatever I'm cooking, whatever's in the air, you know, like whatever candle I lit. They're not going to smell what's in the litter box because it soaks it all up. Plus, the crystals change color to indicate early signs of potential illness in my cat, like UTIs, kidney issues, and more. So when the colors change, you can tell your vet what happened so they know what to look for. And if that wasn't enough, Pretty Litter ships free right to my door. I never run out. I don't have kitty litter bags taking up a lot of space in my little apartment. Go to prettylitter.com slash who to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. That's prettylitter.com slash who to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. Prettylitter.com slash who. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What's on the next page? Four mystery women on the next page. Not one, not two, not three. And but here's the thing. Four We're not women. revealing any of them we're just setting up four <laughs> mysteries this is the fir- this is like not uh, we're not solving the mysteries no one has worked to solve them yet and now an unsolved mysteries update Call 1-800-876-5353 was the Unsolved Mysteries phone number. But do not call 619-WHO-THEM to solve these mysteries. We have four mystery women. One of them. Scott Eastwood wraps his arms around a mystery woman while taking a dip from the Amalfi Coast. Jared Leto keeps his shirt partially unbuttoned while stepping out with a mystery woman during stroll through downtown Manhattan. Dr. Dre, 56, is seen out on the town for the first time in months, all caps, as he is accompanied by a mystery woman. After he is ordered to pay ex-Nicole Young 300k a month. Seal and mystery woman, girlfriend, (laughs) not that, wait, I'm sorry. Seal and mystery woman, girlfriend. (laughs) Wait, no, why are they calling her mystery woman, girlfriend? (laughs) She said she can't be mystery woman girlfriend <laughs> not her name what is that what does that mean she's a mystery woman who's also his girlfriend they, they know enough know, about they, her they know that he's 
they, they know, know enough she... about her that she's a girlfriend. They just don't know her name. He literally has been dating this woman long enough to make her his girlfriend, but they can't figure out who it is. Yeah, she's still a mystery. Seal and mystery woman girlfriend are happy tourists as they feed each other gelato and snap photos during a hand-in-hand stroll in San Tropez. Do you know what? this woman? See, do you know I was this looking, woman? Who is do this you woman? know these four Who? women? If you have any information about these four mystery women, please call 619-WHO-THEM. That's good. We need to find out who Seal's mystery woman girlfriend is. I mean, they're practically married. I was trying to read into this. Lindsay said I was being a fool trying to read into this. But all of those headlines are from the Daily Mail. And two of those headlines are just the headline and then the byline and then the timestamp. The other two have at least one bullet beneath them, like a subhead. Under Dr. Dre, bullet. Do you know who this woman is? Email tips at dailymail.com. Under seal. Do you know who seals mystery woman girlfriend? Do you know seals mystery woman girlfriend? Email tips at dailymail.com. It's like, I read that as... Bobby thinks the conspiracy Dre is and like, Seal are more famous. No, but I'm reading it as sometimes people forget to paste the question under the thing. Like... <laughs> If you work any, it's just like they're too lazy. Sometimes they forget to like pace that bit. I just feel like it's just late. I don't think it has to do with importance. And maybe the mystery has been solved. Either old, these are old headlines. Mm, they're no, not. I, that's I refreshed them all this morning. And usually when the Daily Mail identifies a mystery, when they change usually, the headline. Usually, but not always. They, Sometimes And they I don't. even scrolled, I even scrolled through the copy and none of the copy had been updated with names. They continually referred to these women okay, as mystery okay, women and or okay, mystery women girlfriends. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right, your conspiracy can stay, but I just, I don't buy it. You may be able to help solve a mystery. I got to say, I am a little over this phenomenon of the girlies saying, oh, stop making jokes about me, even though I'm a public figure um, in TV shows, you know, like Mm -hmm. it basically implies that we're not allowed to reference pop culture within within art or like, I mean, I'm calling Gossip Girl art, whatever, but in within movies and TV and popular art, you know, I I agree with you. This sort of criticism is really annoying when it's like, this is... Because they're trying to create a believable character who would say something like this. And like, you have to trust that the viewer who's watching when this is said says like, oh, that's kind of like fucked up and funny. But the character is fucked up and funny and they're in the wrong for it. To blame the show, then to be like, oh, the show is sexist. I just, I'm a little, it's like the character sexist and that's kind of the point, I guess. I don't know. I'm a little like, I'm a little like free speech about this one, gotta say. (laughs) The reason we're, no, I think it's very free speech. (laughs) That's, I think, the difference between what Sookie and Taylor are doing. So I think the reason, the only reason we would even talk about this is because the precedent is Taylor Swift getting mad at Ginny and Georgia. Taylor Swift started this trend and I would say the Selena Gomez stuff kind of alongside it has been a thing that keeps getting almost repeated where with the joke about the kidney yes yeah so uh, yeah I I will say though uh, the difference between Suki is that a she's considerably less famous than either those women yeah but b because of that her Twitter is just sort of normal and she's not she's not making the demands and 
and I don't know, trying to get the public no, outrage in the way being, Selena and Taylor did. And she deleted did. them. And she deleted them. She deleted them. them. So she realized, I like, I'm being Her response is understandable. Right. But she yeah. said, okay, so we didn't even say what the thing was. There was a joke and gossip girl that was a little mean in which a mean person says. A mean person. A mean person in the show says, uh, as far uh, when are you going to get it? As far as the press is concerned, he's our Pats and you're Sookie nobody, Luna said of Zoya and her boyfriend Obi. You know, it's not the best joke, but it is a reference and it is kind of like, okay, we're trying to we're trying to mimic how people would speak. Like, I don't know. I could, I could people see people joke about Suki Waterhouse in their normal everyday lives. Yeah, Lindsay and, and I are proof of that. Yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> like, like, this is kind of a realistic thing to say in a way. Like, I think her point's interesting, actually. I think her point's more thoughtful than Taylor's or Selena's. Well, it's because the, she actually watched the episode. So the episode, yes, yes. in she the episode, the <laughs> there was a scene of talking about the patriarchy and, you know, whatever. I'm sure a different character was talking about the patriarchy and she wrote another day to be reminded that women can also be the patriarchy and she added gossip girl and she added the woman that wrote this episode and then she said seeing critiques of patriarchy and sexism then i get name checked as somebody's nobody girlfriend make it make sense so she's saying like oh if the show's gonna also like talk about the patriarchy uh, then it shouldn't also have this. My thing is there are many different characters on a show and the characters all have different motivations and personalities and some may hate the patriarchy and some may love it. And that's like why the show itself can't be this like unified thing, right? I'm just a little, mm -hmm. I know that you kind of disagree with me, but I'm just like overall sick of this stuff. I kind of disagree with, with you, but I do like that she deleted it. But I think the thing is like, she's so... She's so normal and forgettable that, like, the fact that she tweeted this makes sense, you know? Like, if she were more famous, if she were more famous, I'd be annoyed by this. But because she's kind of normal, and I know she's well, not normal, she's a like beautiful a English model who's dating Robert Pattinson. Right. She's like, but, she's, if anything, she's not normal at all. And I, and like you said, I think what you said can't be ignored. These are tweets from someone who is casually watching a show I that know, they like. I know. <laughs> Taylor so Swift was she... almost certainly sent a clip, right. got mad, and right. tweeted. Right. So was and Selena Gomez. And the Selena Gomez. Gomez stuff was not even Selena Gomez complaining. It was her fans. So it's like, yes. it. you're right. Like, this is... it. it for for Taylor and Selena, you're they're punching they're punching up or they're punch sorry they're punching down they're punching down. But for this, it almost feels like Suki Waterhouse is punching across because she could have it's been a cast, lateral punch. She could have been cast in Gossip Girl, you know, in a way. But I just feel like, what if Suki Waterhouse got cast in something where she was playing a bitch character who made a bitch joke? Like, would she yeah. say, "I don't want to make this joke"? What if the if it was like, what the I don't know. I just I feel very like torn about even though like i'm not the world's biggest gossip girl fan of this of this new one but i just feel a little like get kind of have an understanding it's good to be humble but also like understand that like you are dating robert pattinson <laughs> like yeah you are dating robert <laughs> and like i get why she would be annoyed considering the fact that the show has been promoted as this like Right. Very Update, progressive, right, right. woke version of this dated thing. I yeah, understand yeah, yeah. why she's like, oh, this show's claiming to be so like good for society and yet I'm still being made fun of. But the joke, it's also kind of a misunderstanding because she's so close to it. A misunderstanding of the joke. I, I don't think that the joke is sexist. I think the joke is mean. Yeah. But the joke is about Suki being a who and Robert Pat's being to them. You're right. That's all the joke is about. Right.
Right. And also the joke is about the joke is about the press. So she's saying yes. the press like she's not wrong. That's like whatever. So it's hard to be like having that. I said mean, that I get why she's mad. <laughs> uh, and also having said having said that looking at Taylor Swift's tweet again, nothing is worse than what she did. Nothing is worse than her saying um, also Netflix after Miss Americana, this outfit doesn't look cute on you. She's like bull. She's kind of being like she made them remove it. She bullied them. Suki doesn't. Suki's not bullying here. Suki's uh, just pissed. I'm just That's saying, why she's see, like, if you want anything from Taylor Swift anymore, you will be taking down this joke and are apologizing for yeah. it. And it's like now that's escalating. That's at Air yeah. France. Hey, at at Air France, you know, etc. Like, <laughs> yeah. Suki was annoyed. She tweeted. Taylor was annoyed and was like, you will take this down. No one shall criticize me ever. Suki was like, oh, that was a crazy tweet. I'm going to delete that. And Robert Pattinson was like, what's Gossip Girl? Right. I think Suki's tweet (laughs) was like disappointed, like snarky in a way, you know? it was a show she was watching and enjoying. And then, oops, she's name checked. Of course, that'd be jarring. Right. Right. Anyway, I hate coming out as a Suki Waterhouse defender, but like... I'm okay that we're on different sides of this. Like, I think it's like both both sides are valid because of this very specific person and this type of joke that was made. Yeah. For Taylor Swift and Selena Gomez, I'm on the side of like... deal. If you're a famous person, you kind of got to deal with jokes that are... Mm -hmm. (laughs) are, I don't Um, know. I don't know. Unless Moving they're, on. And then it's like, unless they're truly awful. But then it's like, okay, fine, whatever. I'm just saying you wouldn't see, like, you truly wouldn't see who. Who are the most famous, extremely famous actors? Like um, Jennifer Aniston. Julia Roberts and Viola Davis and Jennifer Aniston responding to an HBO Max series making a joke about them on Twitter. They right. wouldn't do it. They right. wouldn't do it. Well, I think because they know that if they play a character one day that also says terrible things, I don't want to be responsible for that. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, Kate Winslet played a Nazi in The Reader. I don't think she wants to be responsible for anything that character said. <laughs> she won an Oscar for playing. She won an Oscar for playing yeah. a Nazi we're supposed to sympathize with. Right. Okay? okay. Like, And it's, she made it out the other end. Okay. Really funny she made that it that's out okay. my first reference. But I'm just saying, like, they want to be actors want to be able to play whoever they want first and foremost like, without being told they can't not to go into like the reader but like you know, imagine I'm sorry imagine imagine a twitter conversation equivalent of the movie the reader it would go something like this tweet 1 <laughs> i don't know why we're out here defending whatever her name was like elsa uh <laughs> She's a Nazi. And then someone someone would respond to the tweet being like, yeah, but she is illiterate. And then someone would quote tweet that and say like, not the way to be, y'all. Not the way to be. A Nazi's a Nazi. And then that would have like 800,000 retweets. And then there would be a trending topic being like... Nazis, na- illiterate, illiterate Nazis. An illiterate Nazi is still a Nazi. And it's like, people are discussing the trial of, of illiterate Nazi Elsa and whether or not she deserved what oh she got. Like, it'd be God. like, it would be so insane. Right. And she won an Oscar for that. So the, anyway. so the oh. idea that like this is being taken to Twitter loses all nuance of what we're even talking yes. about here anyway. So yes. like it... Once again, all these people taking to Twitter to complain about this kind of devalues whatever point that they had, no matter what. So thank you for clarifying why we talked about the reader at all, because I honestly lost. The I brought it up. I, brought, <laughs> I it lost up. The I brought it up. I brought it up. But like, isn't it so easy to imagine the conversation? Yes. If the and that's why <laughs> we're blessed. The reader came out in what year? 2006 or something? 
Yeah, but no, I'm saying like if whatever, it's it's a stupid point. But the reader, wild moment in time. Here's something I'm gonna tweet tomorrow. Why are we not talking about the reader? <laughs> we aren't talking about it enough. Kate Winslet won an Oscar for playing a sympathetic Nazi who we were supposed to forgive simply because she couldn't read. Yeah. No, yeah. not happening, yeah. y'all. Yeah. <laughs> Forty thousand retweets, 150 million likes. At Motion Picture Academy, like, this isn't the look or something like that. <laughs> no, um, it's not the look. It's not the look. Okay, moving okay, on. Okay, to Tamron Hall's 25 Things. We cut, or excuse me, Lindsay cut, with good reason, an entire <laughs> segment on BB Rex's 25 Things. It was, it was so, boring. so boring. I'm so disappointed in her. It, it should have been good. It was the and it was bad. dullest shit ever. Tamron Hall at least has, like, three things that are... Three things that are funny. So much funnier than BB Rex's. Including number 12, my nickname as a kid was not necessarily because I always, <laughs> I was always challenging what was told to me. I'm sorry. If you were friends with Tamron Hall in childhood, please confirm or deny this. Call the Unsolved, call the Us Weekly Hotline uh, at 619-WHO-THEN. Let us know who the mystery woman is and let us know if people actually call Tamron Hall not necessarily because that's like, that's word salad. That's like a... A mouth of marbles calling someone not necessarily. Not necessarily. Did that really happen? Not necessarily. It's a funny anecdote, but not one that I really feel like stands up to a lot of scrutiny. Not um, necessarily. Then number 15. That's <laughs> like when you're really running out of things. I don't really like popcorn. That is the most like gun to the head number 15 thing I've ever seen best, in my entire life. That's the, be- the way the wording is. I don't really like popcorn. It's like not like I don't like popcorn or I'm allergic to popcorn or I've never eaten but, popcorn. It's like a, almost like a. it's not quite decided on whether it, it likes popcorn well, yet. You know, this reads to me. What? That this was done in an interview setting. This was done on the phone and the person was mining for 25 things and they were like asking the normal prompt questions and maybe Tamron hit a roadblock. And then the Us Weekly interviewer said, was there anything you don't like? Is there any food you don't like? And she goes, I don't really like popcorn. Well, I don't really like pop. I don't really like popcorn. And the Us Weekly person was like, perfect. Great. That's number 15. (laughs) It just feels like one of, it's just like. 25 things should be these kind of definitives, you know, not this wishy-washy, I don't really like, oh, I'll eat it if it's in front of me, but I don't really like popcorn. And then proof that I think these are actually published in the order they were revealed. 22, we're getting closer to the end. It's like Tamron's tired. Her publicist is like, she, Tamron has three minutes. You have three minutes left. And they were like, well, we have a couple things left. Is there anything, do you have any spawn you want to get through? Like, do you have any contracts, any agreements with brands that you want to get out? Whenever I go to the beach or to the park, my bag always has off family care in it. (laughs) That's bug spray, right? Yeah, off. Yes, it's bug spray. Useful. And I'm just like, that reads to me like Spawn, where she was like, oh, yeah, I should just work this in. It may not not be contractually required, but it would would be nice of me to just mention my ambassadorship with off family care. Moving on. A lot of, like, media talk in this, like, talking about celebrity journalism in this episode... This one is from the website, The Jasmine Brand, and they were talking about Angel Brinks, who's a Basketball Wives star. She was on Basketball Wives for a while, then she left. Now she's coming back, um, and she dated Tyreek Evans for a long time. That's how she was on it originally. Is but anyway, he a basketball player? He's a ba- basketball player, okay. which is weird. He's one of the old... When I saw that she dated Tyreek Evans, I was like, oh, I know. That's a basketball player. Because remember who we were just talking about who like never dated a basketball player? Anyway. Yeah. Last week. This lead is the i've never ever 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 seen this construction in gossip reporting before 
The Jasmine brand exclusively reports that Basketball Wives star Angel Brinks is allegedly pregnant. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what to do with this. That's the equivalent reports. of Tamron Hall saying, I don't really like popcorn. I don't you really know if she's pregnant. You can't exclusively report that somebody is allegedly pregnant. <laughs> right? You can't do that. Either we're all Jasmine- saying that somebody might be pregnant or no one's saying that somebody might be pregnant. You're only allowed to exclusively say whether somebody is pregnant or is not pregnant. Exclusively reports that Basketball Wife star Angel Brinks is allegedly pregnant. I want to say I'm down for any Jasmine brand exclusive. I, you know, I love the Jasmine brand. They're a newer, like, tabloid source They're for newer, us yeah. in terms of, like, the long span of the traditionals. But I love the Jasmine brand. But I have to call them on this one because you cannot say somebody is exclusively allegedly pregnant. The next sentence, though, doesn't really do any favors with regards to, like, the wishy-washiness because the next sentence makes it seem like she really is pregnant. Sources tell us that the entrepreneur is having her baby shower filmed and it may be shown on the upcoming season of the series. So okay. I guess she is exclusively allegedly pregnant she's <laughs> do do with that what you will that's funny that's funny exclusively allegedly pregnant. Um, incredible that's really it's really good what else is incredible dating a gondolier never seen this before in my life i screamed first of all the sun has been exclusively covering this like for months i mean there are exclusively allegedly so many articles about this woman dating a gondolier you could just die. Here's the one that just came out recently. Just one more Pecco. Not sure what Pecco implies, but like whatever. Melanie Sykes, 51, snogs her gondolier toy boy, 24, in Venice. So she is a TV presenter. Her name is Melanie Sykes. She is out of the UK. She is very specific to the UK. I'd never heard of her. But then when I looked her up, it was like, oh, she's like a she's like a regular across all TVs. Like she did. She she coasted today with Des and Mel and and uh, let's do lunch with Gino DeCampo. And she uh, hosted, uh, you know, she was on freaking the great pottery throwdown and draw it and she's on radio too and she came in third on i'm celebrity get me out of here and she also came so what you're saying is <laughs> she's a legitimate tv personality it's not like bullshit exactly she's like a she is like a repeat offender i mean she's just like right. never without some sort of job but mm-hmm. th- so this so it makes this news even funnier because she's not some like random she is a woman dating a freaking gondolier in venice <laughs> Listen. I mean, moving yeah. to Venice. She didn't move there. And dating, well, going to Venice and dating a gondolier, a younger gondolier, it's like, that's such an impossible, it's such a like dreamy profession that it sounds like something out of a song lyric. You know, like, it's like, you'd only say, went to Venice and dated a gondolier if you were like Lana Del Rey or something or Lord and and it rhymed with the word in the next line. There are you know? many, many photos of this woman smooching her gondolier boyfriend. My love. Melanie Sykes, 51, says Italian toy boy lover, 24, has her heart as they reunite in Venice. Melanie said she was too happy to care after being pictured kissing in the street. Now their five-day fling has proved to have gone the distance despite living 960 miles apart. Take that, Phoebe and... Pete Davidson, sharing an idyllic picture of herself on a boat, Melanie revealed she's fallen head over heels for her Italian lover. She wrote, ciao for now, beautiful Venice. Love you and your people. Have my heart at Ricky Siminato. Amore, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> hashtag Venice. Hashtag Amore. Venice forever. Ricardo replied to the presenter writing, thank you very much for the good time spent together. When asked about the 27-year age gap, she said, he said, 
When asked about the 27-year age gap, he said, beauty is relative. Maybe what in your eyes is beautiful isn't to me. Every person is different. Nationally doesn't matter. True. No. Oh, my. A gondolier saying <laughs> true. No. A poetic gondolier. Ah! Forgot about the body rules. Mel Sykes flouts quarantine rules in London after a trip to Venice to see Boy Toy Lover. So she's been... She's been at this for some time. He's actually a gondolier. We What we need is Rita Ora to date a gondolier because I feel like there's a lot to do with oars and aura. Or at least a boater, some sort of fisherman. Rita Ora needs to date someone who works on a boat. No. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of puns to be had with Rita Ora on a boat is what you're saying. This, exactly. This caption is really killing me. It's a photo of her on the gondola with her hunky gondolier boyfriend behind her. And the caption is, Mel, pictured with her gondolier toy boy, now faces a thousand pound fine. (laughs) (laughs) For breaking quarantine rules. Uh, And there's just so many photos of them kissing and photos where it's like, he's wearing his gondolier hat and she's got her arms wrapped around him and they're smooching. And it's like, oh my God, this outfit. He's wearing the, do you think she doesn't let him take off the I wouldn't. Oh, Bayek, it's gorgeous. That Gladys Oldfield, she never buys her own. Boardingtons, the cream of Manchester. Lindsay, you said you had a game for me, so let's play the game. Oh, wow. Okay, so this game has nothing to do with anything that's been in the show. Sorry. That's fine. If you thought it was going to be topical. I wanted to write a game, and actually, you know, it has to do with exclusives, okay? Alleged exclusives or actual exclusives? No, actual exclusives. I was visiting my favorite website, Closer. I feel like we don't talk enough enough about Closer. I'm not sure why. Why has it never come up? Closer Weekly? Yeah. Closer Weekly, where the celebrities are closer to to death or already dead. Closer to death. That's what it means. (laughs) And they have a lot of exclusives, okay? And so I was, I, I picked out a bunch of the exclusives and I wanted to read you headlines and I wanted you to guess which one is not the Closer exclusive. I think this will be hard for you. I think you might. I okay. think this might be tricky, okay? I'm going to read you four headlines. One of them is not a closer exclusive. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Exclusive. Gene Kelly was an incredible father, says daughter Carrie. I have many very good memories. Exclusive. Patti LaBelle. Nothing scares me after appearing on Dancing with the Stars and the Masked Singer in her 70s. Exclusive. The truth about Joan Crawford. Late Star's family denies Mommy Dearest's story of abuse and cruelty. Exclusive. Tristan Thompson and Chloe Kardashian. Why he's confident he can win her back. <laughs> okay, it's Tristan Thompson and Chloe Kardashian. That's correct. Yes. That was from Hollywood Life. That was not a closer exclusive. Good job. Okay. okay, next question. Exclusive. Lawrence Hilton Jacobs, cast of Welcome Back Cotter, became family on iconic 70s sitcom. Exclusive. How Linda Carter is coping after husband Robert Altman's death. She honors him every day. Oh oh Exclusive. Sally Struther says all in the family cast got along beautifully. There wasn't competition. <laughs> Finally, we know that. Exclusive. Speculation grows that Tristan Thompson is looking for a do-over with ex-Chloe Kardashian. Colin Kim Kardashian appears to support the NBA's pro's attempt at changing. Stop. If these are all Tristan Thompson and Chloe Kardashian, I'm going to be so mad. Which one's the... Tristan Thompson and Chloe Kardashian. That's correct. That was from OK Magazine. Okay, Okay. next question. Exclusive. Liza Minnelli says there were highs and lows with mom Judy Garland, but childhood was very happy. 
exclusive. Late singer John Denver had a passion for music, life, and activism. He was a purely good guy. Exclusive. Han Cleveland actress Wendy Malick says she still feels like a kid ahead of her 70th birthday. A Ex- closer loves Wendy Malick. Exclusive. Tristan Thompson posts about change and growth. Stop. Choose your circle wisely. D. You're right. That's from people.com. Oh, my God. Okay. Here's the next one. We're almost done. Exclusive. Audrey Hepburn's sons Sean and Luca recall their normal upbringing. It prepared us for the world. Exclusive. James Dean's secret love letters. The sweet things he wrote to actress Barbara Glenn. Exclusive. Barbara Eden says she has millions of memories of her late I Dream of Jeannie co-star Larry Hagman. Exclusive. Trusting Tristan. Khloe Kardashian is back with ex Tristan Thompson as she's desperate to make it work after he cheated on her. The last one. (laughs) That's correct. That's from The Sun. Okay, here's the last question. This one might be really hard. I don't know if you're going to get it, okay? Exclusive. Ruta Lee recalls her friendship with extraordinary host Alex Trebek. He loved telling me stories. Exclusive. Marlene Dietrich's grandson Peter Riva Riva, recalls the actress Simple Life in Paris before her death. Exclusive. Dynasty actress Linda Evans, 78, says she's happy not dating. We don't have to have a man. And finally, exclusive, Mickey Rourke is in puppy love as he kisses his beloved pooch during a lunch date with a friend in Beverly Hills. Okay, that's a trick. They're all closer weekly exclusives. No, the last one is not. It's from the Daily Mail. (laughs) I fooled you. That wasn't? Oh, I I thought that was going to be a final trick. Oh, that sounds like a closer weekly thing. Mickey loves his pups. Anyways, that was my game. And I have to say, I feel like uh, we learned a lot about Khloe Kardashian. I learned so much about Chloe Kardashian. I learned a lot about Sally Struthers, too. What was she wearing? Where was she seen? She posted what on Instagram? She's the Who Queen. Tens of people want to know all about the What's Rita Ora up to? Who is this woman? Rita News is now inextricable from Taika Waititi News. Well, They're the same. Okay. I don't want to report on his businesses or his movies. I don't care about his creative endeavors. Like, I'm not, like, you're right. Like, I guess now he's part of this, but I don't want, to, he's not a but, separate entity in terms of his creative work. But, but. This is Rita's impact. This must be Rita's impact. Taika Waititi posted these, I have to say, they look like they're taken in in jail or something. There's The lighting is bad. Something's off Terrible here. Lighting. The camera looks they're like it's old. There's something going all, on here. Also, the he like has the underwear out and it's like wrinkly and ugly. Yeah. Like you don't even get a sense of what it looks like. Like he just it's took like, it out of the plastic. Ugly. Like he just yeah. got it shipped to him. Anyways, he writes this post. It says... My buddy Jerome Kano created these undies to promote healthier attitudes towards how we see our bodies. This isn't an ad and I'm not getting paid to promote anything. I just like these damn undies. They're comfy. They're made of bamboo. And here's the most insane thing. They smell like mint. Boys, finally, you can have minty balls. Okay. So Taika Waititi, sure. It's not Spawn technically, although I'm a little bit like sus about that. Mm-hmm. Taika Waititi is all of a sudden posting his friend's smelly underwear on his Instagram. But smelly in a good way. Smelly in a good mm, way underwear. It's still smelly. You know? I it's still... Don't. Like, why do I want my smelly. underwear to smell like mint? I don't understand I just, why that's a But benefit. just like, what happens when those 
when you wear the, I don't want to know. It seems like the chemistry there doesn't. Is it really hurt? Align. Would it hurt? Would it like? No, I think. Be like. <laughs> what happens when the smell like wears? I just I'm I feel weird. I feel weird about that. This is there's a reason why we don't. There's a reason why we don't have like smelly clothes like as a thing, you know. And I mean, I, what you're trying to say here, I think. Mm. is that mm. this sort of behavior is clearly Rita's influence, where she's like, maybe he wouldn't do this stuff in the past because he felt like, you know what, I'm a professional. I want to be seen as a creative professional, a serious creative professional, even though he's sort of silly. He's a silly guy. Um, really and Rita is. was like, no, Taika, nobody fucking cares. Just do it. This is okay. I mean, truly, the real test will be if he does actual spawn like Rita in that way. But yeah. this is yeah. kind of the first. This is really testing the waters, you know, because Rita's mm -hmm. obsessed with getting an item and being like, my friend gave me this phone charm or whatever. She's rubbing off. And so is the smell of mint on those underwear. You know, that's rubbing <laughs> off. OK. She was Starkers. Lauren Phillips reveals singer Rita Ora was naked when they met the first time. This story is so fucking funny. So this woman named Laura Phillips is dating a private jet tycoon named Paul <laughs> O'Brien, a.k.a. they're rich as hell, okay? Yeah. They clearly have a mansion in Australia. They clearly which know is Rita Ora. <laughs> <laughs> where Rita Ora stayed because this right. is what these rich people do. It's how they save money. They just stay in each other's empty houses when they travel the world. Okay. Right, right, right. So Rita's clearly staying at this person's house. It's a favor. It's empty. She's in Australia. Oh my God. Okay. So she's staying at this house. This is this is from Lauren. She's staying at Lauren's house. She's staying at Lauren and her boyfriend's house, Paul O'Brien. This wow. was back in the day though. Okay. Okay. She's dating a friend of ours, brackets, film director Taika Waititi. And I walked in, and she was completely naked. And we had a really awkward, funny conversation. She wasn't phased by anything, and she seems like the coolest chick on earth. Lauren said Rita even helped her... Oh, God. Lauren said Rita had even tried to help her look for party for a party costume, despite being naked. Quote, she pretended to help me look for the costume for the dress-up party when she was Starkers, she chuckled. This woman went into the house and forgot Rita Ora was staying there. But then Rita Ora was like, I'm naked. Who cares? Like, who even cares? Exactly. <laughs> Rita Ora didn't. Leah, Rita Ora was now, completely unbothered. I have to say, that's a good house guest. You're, yes. the, the owner shows up, you're naked, you just roll with the punches. And you're like, oh, what were you looking for? I'll help you. And you remain naked. Lauren, who was dating private jet tycoon Paul, Paul Bryan, said she had been away for a while and forgot Rita was staying at the house. Since she then walked into the spare room looking for a fancy dress costume for a party she was attending, only to see the hot right now hitmaker in her birthday suit. That's like walking in and going, not the hot right now hitmaker. <laughs> okay, but we're done. Thank you for listening to another episode of Who Weekly. Support us on Patreon.com slash Weekly for bonus episodes and more content. Also to get Patreon. You can purchase tickets in advance with Patreon codes. And don't forget, you can purchase tickets in advance with your Who Weekly code just for being a listener. You can listen. You can order now um, with our code, which is for regular listeners. You can use this on Wednesday, a.k.a. tomorrow. WW Live. WW Live. This goes live on Wednesday at, I think, 10 a.m. local time for the podcast pre-sale password. Yeah. Anyway. Um, that's exciting. You can buy them today, Tuesday, if you're a patron, because they have their own special code. And everyone can start buying tickets on Friday. It's very, very exciting. We can't wait to see you. We hope nothing gets canceled. But if it does, you know, that's the world we live in now. Thank you to Katie and Eric of the Who's for providing our theme song. Call in at 619-WHO-THEM to leave questions, comments, and concerns for our Friday show. And we'll see you later. Have a good week. Bye. You will say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They want to know. Hey. 
to be famous? 